Hello and welcome to Gank Gank That that Drink, Drink. a supernatural drinking game podcast. This is season two, episode two, Bloodlust and Dead Thing. Of course, in every episode of Gank That Drink, guys, we assign ourselves each a bunch of different drinking game rules and we play along with two episodes of the illustrious, of the wonderful, of the always brooding television show supernatural so much brooding there's a lot of brooding that happens (laughs) and of course after we watch the episodes and play along we are gonna get right back to you and let you know uh how the rules played out how we like the episodes a little bit of discussion a little bit of chit chat maybe we're a little tipsy at that point uh but it's all part of our ongoing quest to curate for you the perfect supernatural season two drinking game i I'm Chrissy Lenz, director of National Comedy Theater. And I am Nate McWhorter, also of the National Comedy Theater. Tonight, we are watching uh, episode three of season two, Bloodlust. This is a uh, Robert Singer episode. It aired October 12th, 2006. Uh, And we're also watching Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, a Kim Manners episode, uh, October 19th, 2006. Hmm. Should we? Are we still doing the spoilers? I think we're still alert? doing the spoilers. I was going to do it. Do it. I was going to do it. Guys, you already know. And gals. Yeah, guys and gals. Guys, guys as the, as the pejorative term. Not pejorative. That's the wrong word. Guys as in the collective all. Because I just can't. Why ever, we all got to be guys? I don't. It's not men as a gender thing. Yeah, but what if it was. It's not men as a gender yeah, thing. Yeah, but what it's if, what if I was always like people. gals? Then I'd be like, okay, let's go gals. Fine, so start again. All right, gals. We're going to be discussing the entire episode, so there will be spoilers, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, and if you get upset, you had 12 12 years years to watch it. I think two weeks is the generally accepted... Is it now? I've been having this discussion with people lately, because I waited a couple weeks to see Incredibles 2, Mm -hmm. and people were all like excited to spoil it for me. Uh, I mean, of who the bad guy is? Well, the beginning no, of the movie spoils the end they, of Incredibles too. No, they were like spoiling. I mean, I just didn't want any spoilers, and so they were okay. they were discussing it. I just didn't know. You know, I didn't know what. The... I think if you're not excited enough to see it in the first two weeks, then you put yourself on the food chain in terms of okay. getting it spoiled. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Uh, and y'all have had twelve, 12 years. years, so. What rules are we playing? Um, again, as we mentioned, this season, instead of playing about four different new rules each time, we're going to be collective. So by episode 10, we'll be playing a whole bunch of rules. Right now, we're not playing that many. Uh, we're starting with the rules that we played last episode, which are... Wi-Fi. Take a drink anytime you don't know when or why they have Wi-Fi. Yep. You're confused by how it works. Uh, rock salt and double it if it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. take a drink if they use rock salt and double that if it does. Two drinks if yeah, it doesn't two work. Drink, two drinks if it doesn't work. Uh, if uh, any of them for sure got a concussion. Yeah. If, if anyone for sure got a serious head injury. Traumatic take brain a drink. injury. <laughs> and then this just says Slam. Which I think is just anytime something slams. A door. A door. A, the yeah. trunk. Yeah, there's right. a slam. It's just a sip. All right. And we're going to add two new ones this week, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So the one I want to add is I want to add toxic masculinity. All so right. anytime someone says guys, we're going to... And it's not <laughs> all... 
And, and we'll talk about it when we yeah. evaluate the yeah. rules. But anything we see as being right. the toxic masculinity of Supernatural, we're going to take a, a sip or a, or a drink. <laughs> uh, let's start with a drink we might modify. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to add take two drinks anytime someone cuts themselves for a spell. Yes. Because everybody's palms should just be scar tissue. The whole world in Supernatural yep, should yep, be yep. scar tissue palms. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to watch these two episodes. We're going to play along. We're going to drink along. And we will uh, see you on the other side. And we're back. All right. Uh, what do you want to do? Bloodlust or dead things? I'll do bloodlust. Okay. I think that's the the easier one I'm going to leave you with. I think the harder episode to go over. So bloodlust. We see a woman running through the woods at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And she's beheaded. Just beheaded. Just yikes. Just straight up. Thump, thump. Yeah. And we see it. They show it. it was pretty, Two hits. Yeah. It's crazy. You hit you head hitting ground. Head ground. <laughs> uh, so we're like, what's in that? And then uh, I really love, by the way, this episode does start with the road so far. So they did not do the road so far before episode one mm-hmm. because it continued immediately, immediately at the car crash. Right, at the car crash. Uh, so they threw in the road so far at the beginning of this episode because one and two also was two-parter, obviously. Yep. Remember that. Um, and uh, so we get, I, th- I want to say maybe our first actual classic rock like straight up song back, back in black it's back in black i think it might be the first time we actually get like a non- babies come back to life right. and we must also have some money now in the show where they can afford the rights to back in black well i mean i think they did you know and i i think the first season was a modest success yeah but they were still very much in danger of cancellation throughout the entirety of this season Mm-hmm. But but now finally we have some. Yeah, so we the boys, uh, they're looking for a hunt. They find a hunt because there are a bunch of cows that have been mutilated and the two beheadings. Mm-hmm. So they go to this town. They kind of, they pretend to be journalists and talk to the police and they pretend to be doctors to get a look at and the And it heads. doesn't go well. Like I like no. at the beginning of this episode because none of their like sneaky sneakies go well at all. Like they're... Yeah. Getting busted and and they can't even remember the name of the Weekly World News. Like, they're not doing a good job. They're rusty. Yeah, they're a little rusty on the whole hunting things. Um, But there is an Easter egg. Yes, there is. So early in this season that it happens, uh, the, I don't know what you call them, nurse that they dupe into letting them scope out the body is wearing a um, name tag that says his last name is Manners. I thought it was one of their name tags. That was like their alias that they, I thought it was Dean's name tag that they show up close and that they had faked. Oh, maybe it was. I thought it was the dudes. No, I think it was Dean's, I think it's Dean's name tag they show that but he, Manners he used But Manners is an erotic nickname. Were we not doing that yet? No, they, they, no, I, I think they were doing, they did some rock in season one, but I think they just, for whatever reason, they used Kim Manners in this one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Manners was the last name on the, on the ID. Uh, we eventually get to the bar. They go to the bar to ask around to see because they think, uh, well, once they learn from be- pretending to be doctors, they go and see the beheaded head and they see it's a vampire. So they go to a bar and they are looking for, obviously, any information on these vampires. And that's where they meet 
Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Yes, who is... Of This Is Us fame. And uh, other things. And one <laughs> of I my squeefest picks for yeah. this year. Uh, so did not get past round one. No, he did not. And Ooh. I unfortunately was part of that. I mean, I fortunately was part of it, but unfortunately for the two of us, he did not He did not make it past. Uh, anyway, so Sterling K. Brown basically reveals to them, he's also a hunter, but he hunts specifically vampires, and he made a whole backstory on him because his uh, sister was taken by or turned by a vampire and mm-hmm. he basically we learned throughout the episode that this guy is more and more unstable uh, we learn yeah, as the episode I, goes on i think the pace of this episode is is pretty interesting and cinematic you know in the way that they keep cu- cutting back and forth between sam having a problem dealing with this gordon and right. dean being like no this guy is great this He's guy's my, my new best, best friend, friend. <laughs> we're besties now so yeah, it, Dean loves him. Sam is a little more wary on him. And Sam gets kidnapped by the vampires who bring him and basically like guest star Amber Benson, our second Joss Whedon guest star. Oh, that wasn't even super She's super. Uh, Tara from Buffy. Okay. I need to watch that show. You I need, need to watch that show. Okay, yeah. next up. I, next up Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> Join us for layered Buffy and Bourbon are Buffy and Bruce. Bruce. So uh, they, but basically, I love this episode because they. She kind of says like, "Hey, we're not, we're not killing humans. We're killing animals and drinking their blood, which is what you all do anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you just eat them. What's the difference between drinking their blood and eating them? Okay. And so she says, "Just leave us alone. We're trying to be nice little vampires. They're not exactly like using the whole buffalo, though." No, they do leave the cows pretty like out there, but like, but it's could... better than killing humans. Okay, that's fine, but like, couldn't they find like, couldn't they live out back behind like a, a slaughterhouse? Be, yeah, oh yeah, and, I'm like, sure there's a way to like get work the blood. This out. You know, in that episode that we did at Comic Con this year, where the guy's like getting the entrails, like somebody's got to pick up right, the blood. Yeah, someone, yeah. But Sterling K. Brown doesn't want to see that future. He no. he just wants to kill them all, and that's where yeah, we get the real no, main conflict no of this gray episode. Area. Right. He says this, everything's black and white. Our world is black and white. You kill what's bad. You don't kill what's not bad. And Dean at first is like, yeah, totally, bro. Like, let's do this. Let's go kill all the bad things. And then Sam's like, well, wait a minute, guys. I just got kidnapped by these vampires who seem pretty nice. And they let me go. Maybe, Dean, you shouldn't kill them. And they have a big argument in the parking lot. And Dean punches Sam. And we get all touchy feely. Meanwhile, Sterling K. Brown dips out and goes and finds the nest, which is then where we right. go to, and we get this whole scene which where the vampires are packing. Like they're leaving. Don't pack. Get the they're fuck leaving, yeah. out of Dodge. Like, pop- what do you need? Your goddamn toaster? What do you need? Quick, honey, we're about to be murdered. Grab the get the books. I'm halfway through the. Why did I buy all of the Time Life series? Do we do we need this couch? Are we, where are we even going to put it? Are we going to strap it on top of the car? Yeah, so they... But I, I do like, too, that the vampires have almost the exact same conversation that Sam and Dean have, which is like, we should kill them. They're threatening our lives. And then the lady vampire is like, no, we have to let them live because we're better than that. Yeah. So. And then, and then in the end, so we get the... Sterling K. Brown torturing her, and then, and then finally they let... They, they, they're they able to basically wrangle up Sterling K. Brown, tie him up, let the vampires escape, 
And the episode ends without any... It ends with Fifi's. It ends with some feelings. They're leaning on the car. They're like, oh, life is hard. There's so much gray area. But that's such a cool... I love that concept of like, well, this... If these creatures, and we've talked about it, where if these mm-hmm. if these things aren't doing anybody harm, why don't we just let them be? Because we should. They're just living their lives. Well, except for that, and I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm not I'm not speaking out in favor of it's something like the death penalty or anything like that. But like, if you have a serial killer and you let them out of jail, then basically every murder they do after that is kind of on you, right? So, yeah. well, I would say then if you. Find out that the vampire went and killed someone, then you kind of gotta. I mean, I know that's reactionary, but if they haven't given you a reason to well, lock them up, like, other than other than you, they might, if you ask the mom of the person yeah. who's their victim, they'd be like, "No, you know." If they actually, but if these vampires are legitimately like trying to better themselves or like be a part of human society, where she even says, "She says we just want to live. We don't want." This is the way we found out to do it, is that we eat something we don't like, we drink the cow's blood, which we can't stand, mm-hmm. but we do it so that we can have lives, and then you just want to come in and murder those people? No, like I said, yeah. I'm just... No, I know. No, not you, but I mean, like, I'm the, the Sterling K. Brown and Deans of the world who were all gung-ho to... But to some extent, like, you know, every vegan vampire nest is going to have one guy who's going to relapse every now and again and True. kill somebody's dad kill somebody's brother kill somebody's innocent little sister and so like just to make it you know even more gray and less black and white it it's kind of like you know the serial killers get released from prison all the time and then they kill more people and we're all like wait what no How, why did that person do that thing we knew they were gonna do but yeah i, I think that like in the scheme of things, that's an episode that you should watch. Oh, you should yeah. watch this episode. No, also because like episode. Gordon is obviously gonna be right. a character we come back to a lot in season two. Yeah. Did you have a lesson learned for this episode? Um Vampire teeth are gross. Like I just don't like the way Supernatural does them. Yeah. It is weird, isn't it? They come out of little holes in the gums. There's about six on the top and then some on the bottom i don't love them um but i guess i think i would say the lesson learned is that toxic masculinity (laughs) is indeed toxic as we will talk about when we get to (laughs) the rules all right so children shouldn't play with dead things definitely the dud of this episode pairing this is a skippable episode this is a literal copy of an episode of buffy the vampire slayer it's Interesting. Ripped yeah. from the Ripped headlines from the of another WB show that ended up on UPN. Yeah, this is an exact episode of Buffy. Anyway, they're going to see their mom's grave. Correct. Which Sam wants to do. And because he's going to bury their dad's dog tags less than an inch under some loose grass. He's just going to gently place them under a few blades of grass. Yeah. Um, and while they're there... Dean notices a circle of dead ground. And, of course, he's like, oh, it's a thing. We got to figure this out and investigate. Sam's not on board. Eventually, they come to realize that, yes, indeedy, the young woman who was buried there is a zombie who has been reanimated by her friend-zoned dad's TA. Yeah, it's just weird. 
And she's back with a vengeance to kill her cheating ex who uh, theoretically got her killed, although she shouldn't have been driving. Like, you know, they say don't drive angry. Yeah, she was driving hysterical. And she tries to kill her roommate, who is the woman who stole him away. Um, Which, by the way, that girl is so dumb. The roommate... She Dean breaks in at one point while he's on a quest to prove that this is a zombie situation and Sam's not on board. And she comes out in her underpants to find a strange, handsome man in her home. And she's like, get out. I'm calling 911. Which, by the way, yes, call 911. Don't tell him you're calling 911. Just go in and say, I'm not calling 911. And then fucking call 911. But he's like, I'm Cousin Alan. Her dad sent me. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for that. Yeah. That's how you get murdered. murdered. Yeah, no, it's so, like, and she just believed it. Like, it wasn't even a hesitation. No, she wasn't even, like, he's he like, I'm cousin Ellen. <laughs> Door unlocks. Why'd I have the key? Like, show me the key. He didn't have a key. He broke in with a credit card. Anyway, uh, the way that you know that the zombie is near is because houseplants die. And, mm-hmm. like, everybody in the story, of course, has 25 houseplants. Which doesn't make any sense. I don't even have very many notes on this episode because there's just, there's nothing to it. Not much happens. There's nothing interesting. There's nothing compelling. Um, You know, the first one has these questions we can talk about. Should we let a vampire live? Is there such a thing as a good vampire? If they're monsters but they're not hurting anybody, do they deserve a chance to live? You know, all these interesting questions that are worth debating. But this one is just a monster of the week except... For that, we definitely get at the end a single man tear. One. Just one. But as we know in single in season ten, a single man tear is all you need. Have you not gotten there yet? No, I'm oh. not there yet. I'm still in season seven. Musical episode. Um uh, but basically Dean breaks down this whole episode, he's like, Look, what's dead should stay dead. What's dead should stay dead. And he basically reveals that he died and was dead and should have stayed dead. Um, which honey, that's not oh. the theme that we're going with on no. this television show. You can die if you wanted to. Yeah. And I bet sometimes you have. <laughs> I bet when the writers were writing this, we're like, we're going to make him say all this stuff, and we're always just going to keep bringing him back He's going to die and He's come back die to and life. come back always. Yeah, what is time. dead may never die. Which is funny, because that's the best line in the whole, I love that line, when before he stabs her, he's like, what de- what's dead should stay dead. Obviously being ironic. Valor Mogulis. Because he's going to constantly not be dead. Yeah. Well, they both are. But yeah, so that's the only sort of redeeming part and also i noticed that jensen has attached lobes oh and we still are not figuring out jared padalecki's hair at all and it's gonna take a while it's gonna take a hot minute <laughs> his hair is so it's gonna take bad. all of season two oh is what it's gonna just take just can't wait till the yeah you gotta skip don't, don't watch it there's no lesson to be learned in this episode Mm-mm. other than jensen has attached lobes and don't drive angry if you're hysterical don't drive broken up then with. you'll die and then you're gonna want to come back don't and murder like the, all the people here's that a lesson wronged you the friend zone is not a thing not every woman who you are kind to owes you sex true that's the lesson that is a good lesson okay so speaking of that we're gonna jump right into our rules 
So I'm going to skip through all the rules that we don't want to talk about and circle back around to the one we do want to talk about, right? So no Wi-Fi in this episode. They do all their research via legitimate means. The library. The library. Uh, And then no rock salt, no vengeful spirits, even though they wonder if it might be from time to time. Uh, Two times we assumed they must have a traumatic brain injury, Mm -hmm. which was two drinks apiece bringing us to a total of four in the first four episodes. There were five slams, which we kept missing and having to circle back to. It's tough to count the slams. Because they just happen, and yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Uh, nobody cut themselves for a spell, but toxic masculinity we gave eight drinks to, and you did not agree with me on all of them. And Let's they were wrong. as such. Number one... Gordon refuses to let the Brothers Winchester help him in his hunt to kill the vampires, which I believe is because, you know, he wants to be alone to do his grody, sadistic stuff. And also, like, to him, asking for help or or companionship or teamwork is a sign of weakness, which is toxic masculinity. Okay. I would disagree with this being a toxic masculine situation and this being just a guy who uh, obviously has been living on his own for a very long time because, because he of be, toxic but no we get his no we get his we get his backstory because he says he says that his sister was taken by a vampire mm-hmm. and he woke up with mm-hmm. with the two thing and he couldn't explain to his family why his sister was gone. And why, so that's why he leaves is because it was hard. Like he literally, his family probably would have cast him as, you know, the one who's responsible or whatever. For whatever reason, guilt or whatever, he leaves his family. So he lives on his own. And so he learns not to trust or ask right, for Right, which help. I wouldn't say is a masculine thing. I think it would happen to, that could no, happen to someone women, of any gender. Women are tra- taught and trained from from birth that if you you know you reach out to other people you have a network you look for support like this guy obviously was raised in an environment where he was taught that asking for help makes you weak and he learned that and he took it on his own and reinforced it looking asking for help makes you weak but i would say it's a guy who for a long time has been on his own because that's just maybe it's because he he can't ask for help maybe that's because this way he wants to be and obviously but here's the thing but it's not a good way to be it's a toxically masculine way but his it's not the right way to be so the way he says he lives his life is where everything is black and white and for someone to live like that you have to kind of be a solitary person but you shouldn't live like that but who said but in his line of work that's that's what makes him happy. But that's why no, he's a psycho killer. Killing I understand he's a psycho him. killer. But so why are you defending him? I'm not defending him. I'm saying there are people who aren't psycho killers who probably think that way. And Nate, they need help. No, they don't. They can get help. therapeutic help for forty dollars an hour. Oh my gosh! No, being somebody who can't ask for help and can't accept help, especially in situations where that help is for the greater good. That's not a healthy thing. But, okay, so in this instance that you're talking about where Sam and Dean are coming in and saying, like, dude, let us help you hunt these vampires, he said he's already been on this case for a year. He's obviously been successful because he's killed two of them already. He's He's been doing it just fine before he doesn't even know who these guys are. Then these guys show up and they want to take something that he worked that he has worked on. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, look at it from his point of view. I, I, I think... But I the, don't think that he, that it is necessarily like a masculine thing. I think he's just messed up. 
but I don't think it's a it's a masculinity thing. That's my objection it to it. As I I don't think it's a masculinity thing. It's just a toxic human thing. Well, but here's the thing. He also like later it's revealed that the reason he didn't want them putting their noses in is because he knowingly was killing vampires who were who were vampire version of vegan correct which is the other point i was going to make is that he obviously is doing stuff that he figured they wouldn't approve of which is why he doesn't want them snooping around anyway right. so that also is not mm-hmm. okay so next uh <laughs> that was the first of eight he I'm excited. <laughs> insists on paying and uh calls the bartender yeah that's okay yeah we marked that one that's terrible we shouldn't just don't do that here you go sweetie don't do that shit, shit the unless up. unless there had been some previous banter that we did not see but no. Don't tell me to smile. Don't call me yeah. sweetie unless no. I give you I agree permission. With, I agree with that one. Uh, especially if I'm providing you service yeah. as a uh, worker of the food service industry. All right. Next we have Beat the Buzzkill. Uh, so they're at the bar. Right. Sam, Sam says I'm going to go home. finds it distasteful that Gordon is like, let's kill them all. I decapitated yeah. them. It's fun. I love it. The, isn't it great how we get to kill all these things that are turning Sam right off? He's like, I'm going to go. It's not really my scene. I'm going to dip on out of here. And Dean says to him, hey, remind me later, I'm going to beat the buzz kill out of okay. you. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll agree with that one. All right. Uh, I mean, next. it's so. I mean, I, it kind of seems like it's just a joking around phrase, but I'll give it to you. No, 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 no. We don't joke around about beating people's personality traits out of them. That is toxic masculinity. But it, we're using physical violence to to beat out of you the qualities which we find unmanly, which include respect for life and wanting to. Um, I think he's, but he said buzzkill. So. I think that it's the buzzkill is that the, he didn't want to sit around and, right, and huzzah huzzah having decapitated somebody. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, we have as soon as Sammy is gone, Gordon, of course, is like, "It's okay to love your job." Hey, man, like w- this is awesome. We're great. Like I love being alone. I love killing things. And he opens up about his sister, and then Sammy, or no, I'm sorry, Dean is like, "Well, I can't talk to Sam." About anything with my dad. I'll talk to you, stranger. Because you're somebody who won't have any impact on my life. <laughs> that That is, yeah. All right, next that, we have... That one counts. Uh, okay, so then we get one which you also didn't agree with, which is that uh, Sam calls Ellen. Yes, and she, somebody who knows Gordon, says, don't mess around with him. He's a good hunter, but he is a bad person. Don't mess around with him. Do what you got to do and, and get the hell out of there. She's somebody who has knowledge and experience. However, when this information is presented to Dean, he chooses not to listen to the perspective of a woman who has both knowledge and experience and ex- instead says, well, Gordon didn't say that. He said vampire's bad. I would counter this with I don't think Dean's reason for discounting Ellen's intel is that she is the is the reason why he's discrediting it is because she's a woman. And yet the fact remains that he discredits I, Okay, I so if understand. Bobby Singer was right. like if it stay was away Bobby from then he would have been like, Oh, Bobby says so. I don't so. think he would have though. Because here's because yeah, Dean he no, he would not have because Dean was so in this moment, in this episode, he is so 
the episode is called Bloodlust. Mm-hmm. He's so like set on getting these vampires and getting that. I don't think it was. It, it could have been a man. It could have been uh, Ash. So he could have said, I just called in, in the roadhouse and Ash said that this guy's not a good dude. And he would have been like, and his old, but he gave his reasoning why not. He didn't want to, he said, we barely don't even know her. And I know that Sammy says, well, we don't even know this guy back. I get that. But I think that Dean's reasoning is just that he was blinded. He wanted to believe what he wanted to believe. That, it, that you know, he doesn't know, they don't know Ellen as well as they will. And he's just like, whatever, I, you know, I don't care about what you have to say. Like, I'm set on this. This isn't like my, my argument with it was that his reasoning isn't because she's a woman. His reasoning is because they're there in the moment and he is, he was set on it. It could have been anybody. I hear what you're saying. He wants to believe what he wants to believe and he'll listen to any evidence that supports it and not listen to any evidence that drags from it. Also toxic masculinity. But I think the question that people need to start asking themselves is would he have blinked twice if it was a man he trusted who had knowledge and experience? And the answer, I think, is yes, that it would have changed his opinion of the information that was being presented if it was a male hunter who was... who was. But later on, they listen to Ellen and Joe all the time. Right, but he has to learn to trust a woman. He, he, he trusts... <sighs> Gordon implicitly, who is a man who shares his views of like fight, fight, kill, kill, let's not think too hard. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, so moving on, I, I say it's toxic that even though Dean has defeated Gordon in their fisticuffs over who has the right to live, he continues to taunt him, to punch him, to basically try to impugn his masculinity in order to be uh, the winner. You wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't get an extra punch in on somebody like you're really mad at. Punching is not my go to solution. <laughs> if they were like tied up and it was okay. Like, Tying like up the, is also the situation if the situation dictated an extra punch, you wouldn't you wouldn't punch somebody. <laughs> and then the last thing we counted in the uh Children's Didn't Play with Dead Things episode is just the whole storyline that this dude was friend zoned and as yeah. a result felt he was owed sex to such a degree that he should bring this woman back to life. Don't do it. And and stand in the way of her uh getting her own revenge enacted for her wrongful death. Instead, He's like, no, I you, I was your friend. I brought you back from death. Now you owe me sex. Yeah, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're two episodes in. You and I, Nate, had talked briefly about possibly even skipping season two altogether and cutting straight to uh, a different season, a better season. And then when we really were looking at the episodes, we sort of decided... That we thought we thought that each season was looking at and each episode was worth looking at in an effort to be real completists and just uh, you know really watch it all because there yeah. are things you forget. Well, and it's a uh, obviously it's really fun even in the seasons that you think are gonna be not as exciting or not as lame. It's still or not as lame. It's not as not as lame. not as lame that are gonna be maybe lame, but they're not. They're not lame because it's a good show and they still they still write good stories and do fun things. And there's a lot of episodes and we kind of looked at it in season two that we felt that it would be fun to do. 
Uh, even the episodes that aren't good, I think they're fun to do. So I think, yeah, we're just going to keep, I want to keep trucking. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, let's keep trucking on, on what we're doing. And uh, yeah, it would have been easy to skip to a maybe more exciting or memorable season. But some of these early seasons are, it's fun to see where they came from and see how bad their hair was and yeah. see how, how all that, mm-hmm. how it all came to, from the fir- we, from the, the pilot, road so far. the road so far, from the pilot to the Scooby Doo episode. Okay, so next up, we're watching Simon Said and No Exit. Uh, Simon Said, a psychic kid episode and No Exit. I'm pretty excited about this. Is an episode where they take on the ghost of H H Holmes. Yeah. Oh my God, it's gonna be great. Yes, but uh, if anybody out there has a suggested cocktail or drinking game rule, we gladly. Gladly, happily. Um, yeah, and if you played along and you want to let us know how the rules are playing out for you, or if you're finding them hitting more times that we're missing or whatever, uh, let us know. Jump on the blog at mostexcellentpod.com or join and comment on our most excellent Facebook group. Uh, as always, you can find out more about us on mostexcellentpod.com. And if you're in the Phoenix area, you can find Chrissy and Nate at National Comedy Theater, which is NCT Phoenix. Dot com. Thank you for listening, and as always, remember your gank that drank lessons learned, which, what were they even this time? Oh, one of them was just, uh, friend zone's not a thing, don't bring, uh... Friend zone's not a thing. Girl, women back from the dead, ever. And the other one was just, don't be toxically masculine, I guess, right? Okay. Cool. And when you're out there in the world saving people and hunting things, you know, the family business, keep the gank that drank motto in mind to be excellent to each other and party Party on, on, dudes. dudes.